Hello, and welcome to RBC Disruptors. I'm John Stackhouse. If you haven't noticed, there's a serious shortage of skilled trades in Canada. Carpenters, plumbers, and electricians are retiring faster than they can be replaced. Here's one answer, train and hire more women. They make up nearly half the workforce in Canada, but less than 5% in the trades. Mandy Renahan is looking to change that. She's founder and CEO of Freshco and a role model for women in trades, starting out as a carpenter and woodworker before building her own company. Freshco's projects include construction and maintenance for retailers like Apple, Nike, and Sephora. Mandy likes to point out that she started Freshco in 1995, more than a decade before Sobeys launched the discount supermarket of the same name. Mandy spoke with RBC CEO Dave Mackay about the skilled trade shortage, getting more women into blue-collar jobs, and the importance of soft skills. Here's their conversation. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm here with Mandy Renahan, founder and CEO of Freshco. We're here at Conestoga College uh, Institute of Technology and Advanced Learning in Kitchener. So, Mandy, you've had you know, a real story journey breaking into a traditionally male-dominated industry with Freshco. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and some of the challenges you faced and how that relates to the challenges you think the youth today face in our country? You know, I think that's a, a very loaded question in the perspective of, I grew up in a different time. I'm still actually quite young in my industry. You would almost say that I'm kind of like the hamburger in between two buns. My VPs are in their 50s and my other kids are 35 and below. And so when I look at today, I'm self-taught in everything, self-made in everything, saw an opportunity when there wasn't a regime in my industry, and I seized it. Today, what I see is that a lot of the young people out there today, men, women, they almost have too many opportunities. They just don't know that they are. And so a lot of times they end up spinning around, listening to a lot of what I would call the white noise from society. And they're listening to, hey, do you really want to be a tradesperson? So there is an element of shame that's happened over many, many centuries. But I walk into, when I'm in Europe, Dave, I don't know about you, but when I'm in Europe, the first thing I want to see is all the architecture that was developed by tradespeople. And so for that, I think that there's a perception that needs to be changed. And that's being one of the biggest issues that I face as a business owner. And that right now that this isn't just a business owner issue. It's a consumer issue on the highest level. Absolutely. And one of the stats that we heard today, feeding off what you just said, I think 87% placement rate in this great institution of their graduates into jobs, I think within six months of graduation, which is really high. Then we've asked, what's the student population, where they come from? The majority of students are coming from outside of Canada. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, how could that be that there's an 80% chance of getting a really good job out of this institution, yet Canadians look at these jobs, as you said, and say, they're not for me. And as the world changes, uh, I think we're really missing that opportunity. What do you think we have to do to to convince youth in Canada that there's different paths to success and these jobs really are incredibly rewarding jobs? You saw many of them today in the food processing industry, in the welding industry, in the machine operation and robotics, uh, paramedics. You know, These are great jobs in our society. How do we get Canadians to get more excited about this? Canadians need to be shown how sexy this is. They need to be shown how creative 
it is. They need to be shown how lucrative it is. And that at the end of the day, there is no shame in this industry. In fact, I mean, when I look at a lot of the tradespeople that have worked for me over the years, they don't worry about money. The people out there that are signifying going to maybe a more sexy profession are so up to their eyeballs in debt, they're not fulfilled. And with that, this is where the stagnant issue comes. And so for me, when I hear those stats, I'm not surprised because in other, you know, in the world as a whole, in other continents, trade work is considered something very viable and something, you know, very prideful. And in Canada, we haven't done enough work to show people, listen, this is what you need to be doing. Secretly, a lot of people want to be doing it. You know, and there's even the other part of it, Dave, that I didn't even bring up today. When you even look at how many people are suffering physically and atomically by sitting in a chair every day, when you're in a trade, you know, you're able to actually stay fit. I mean, that's just part of the job. You're not getting paid for it. And so these are the things that I'm standing up and I'm saying, do not be fooled by other people's voices and what they're saying to you, because at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to stand on your own two feet and make your decision. And I'm saying that this is more than viable. It is so sexy. And like I said, I emulate every part of it because I'm not perfect, but I pick this and the people that I picked are some of the happiest, most fulfilled people that I know. Yeah, there's always going to be a huge role in our economy and our society to work with the physical world. Absolutely. And that's what we see in this building and interacting with the physical world with your hands, with machines, with tools and being creative about it and attracting, you know, a, a wide range of opportunity from that. It was a really interesting session. We just sat down with students and we heard a number of stories uh, just an hour ago uh, of students who pursued a traditional college degree, even sometimes in a STEM discipline, mm -hmm. yet decided to return to college to get more applicable degrees. We've seen great diversity in the school around us, but we still have trouble attracting women into the trades. Uh, how do you feel about that? And how, how do we break down that barrier? You know, it really comes down to them having a role model. And right now, I really have made my impetus this for them to see that I left home with just me today. I, you know, back in the day, I didn't have the same opportunities that they have today. And so I'm looking at them and I'm saying, stop waiting. You know, there's a lot of victimization happening around us right now, Dave, with women, men, you know, even people in their thirties and forties of the poor me syndrome because people are sitting around and waiting for things to happen. And I'm looking at them and saying, that, that type of, of ambition is getting you nowhere. It's like I was telling you today, it's like I call it the serotonin dish of, 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 of spirit, that today people are really truly not understanding the harder you go at something, the better you're gonna feel overall. You don't need to go to yoga. You don't need to go to all these different types of avenues because this will feed you. It's fed me. When I look at myself in the mirror, actually, at this point in my life, I actually look and go say, hey, damn, Mandy, you look pretty good for what your body and your mind's been through. But I think that, you know, there's, there's something to be said for that. And I think that today 
There's too many routes for people to take, and they're not taking them because the perception is there that this might not be for them. But that doesn't exist in the university world, Dave. They just go and they do it. So I look and I say, you need to think differently. But a role model is what's, what's needed, Dave. Somebody to look and say, I'm telling you, I'll give you everything, everything that I have if this doesn't work out for you. That's how confident I am that this is for you. We talked a little bit with the students about networking and you made a great point. You're always selling yourself. At, at the end of the day, people do business with other people they like. Yeah. And you have to build relationships and it's not always a digital relationship. Can you talk about a little bit about the advice you just gave students on building networks and, and selling yourself and building relationships in, in a new economy? Well, I think that what's happening is, is that a lot of people, and it's not just young people, I think that they're the targets of it all, but we're having one-way conversations with a screen. You know, there's a lot of human skills that are missing out of the business world today. So a lot of times people will come to a you or a me and say, hey, we need you to close this. And I'm like, well, why can't you? Well, because you do it better. Well, it's because I'm not afraid of that confrontation. You know, I'm not afraid of what's going to happen in that room because I believe in what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And so that type of confidence is what's missing, you know, in the, you know, in that collaboration between technology and networking. You know, a lot of them, I see them walk around the room. They got their hands in their pockets. They're frightened to death because they're afraid to talk to other people, afraid that they might not say the right thing. And so what are we seeing in them? They might have all of the education in the world, but they're useless to you and I because they don't know how to interact with other human beings who are behind that technology. And so for me, personality is the thing that individual personality in each human being that a lot of people today are missing and not seeing the relevance and the power in it. Is it the unwillingness to take personal risk? There's no growth without taking personal risk. And it could be as, as simple as walking across the room and, and shaking someone's hand and introducing yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. It starts with the basics like that. And that's how relationships are built, right? So we, we have to be able to take personal risk. And as you said, not waiting for someone to initiate that. Mm-hmm. That's you know symbolic of, of starting companies or changing jobs or taking a different route, an academic route, or, or going to a co-op program or coming to Conestoga and not listening to others who said, well, you have to do a four-year degree first and you need to get that undergraduate because that's maybe have been a stamp of the past. But to, to look forward and say, how's the world changing and, and what are the roots? And I would say, the beauty of the world going forward is that we're breaking down traditional barriers around careers, mm-hmm. around what it means to be a doctor, what it means to be a lawyer, what it means to be a business person, what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to start your company. The traditional paths are all breaking down in our new world. And I think it creates enormous opportunities. You were saying to take a non-traditional path to a great place. Yeah. And the rules are changing. And I think there's so much opportunity. So your message of seizing a day and taking that personal risk are so relevant. Well, the risk adverse that I see every day is absolutely, absolutely sad for me, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like we were talking about being likable. Well, who, who taught that to you in school? You know, and so this is where I look at them and say, I don't care if you're ultra nerdy or ultra athletic. I either like you or I don't. And I think that that's where, 
you know, today we're teaching everybody that cosmetically they need to look a certain way. They need to act a certain way. Don't talk to that person. And I'm saying that I've never cherry picked a day in my life, Dave, ever. I've taken on a client that had two stores or a client with 250. I treated them the same. And I think that that likability is something that we're not teaching people in general today. Is it being, it, it could be the difference between them getting that job and not. They just think that it's all on that piece of paper. Everybody that works for me, I can guarantee you, I never even looked at their resume because it's an energy. It's a feeling. It's a feeling of this is the type of person that's going to represent me and my company well, because like we said, when you do jobs like you and I, we can't be everywhere. We need extensions of us out there that when they pick up the phone, I, I have no fear that when anybody calls any of my businesses, that they're going to get a different strand of Mandy on the other end. So Mandy, one of the young women we met today, Margaret from the Woman in Skills uh, Trade Program, uh, was, was telling us about her background and you've been very involved with that. Now tell us you know, why you think you know, mentorship is so important, what you try to achieve through it and, and what would be one message you want to leave on International Women's Day as we send this out uh, to young women out there? I think, you know, one of the, one of the biggest messages that I try to send is I made it. I just didn't make it. I made it big. And that so can you. And that women come with such a unilateral skill set in this industry, all industries, but ex especially in this industry, that they've really never truly been accredited for. And so by being in it for the last 23 years, I look at people and I say, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not ticking boxes. I hire women because they make me lots of money. And so I'm looking at them and I'm giving them the permission to, to, to say, don't you tell, let anybody tell you that this is not for you. I'm sitting here telling you as a millionaire that it is absolutely right for you. And companies like mine that brand a culture that's around diversity, but real diversity, real culture, you know, that, that appreciates them for everything that they are. And not every woman is going to go into a traditional trade with her hands. She might be a project coordinator, pro project manager, one of our estimators. She might be anything. And so there's a, a big encompassing of what a trade means. And so what I tell them every day is don't stop because one woman in the, in the trades as a whole is an army. And I am just, every time they walk in the door, our guys are excited because they know that they have a skill set that they don't and vice versa. So I'm solidifying the genders to make something very powerful. And here's the thing, they do work well together, but there's a respect that's been missing. And I'm just bringing it back, Dave. What a powerful and inspirational message. Thank you so much, Mandy, for the tour today and walking around and sincere congratulations on everything you've achieved. You're a role model, an important role model in our society. Well, don't forget you're my favorite person today. I don't know how that's going to pan out tomorrow, but let's talk. <laughs> we'll work on tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Thanks so much, Mandy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for downloading RBC Disruptors. 
Our show this week was produced and edited by Peter Henderson. You can reach us at rbcdisruptors at rbc.com and join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag rbcdisruptors. I'm John Stackhouse. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.